Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the White Tail Lakes Podcast. We're all set up here down this creek bottom. Bean Buck's been in here a bunch of times, so good chance to see him on him. Meh. Smoked him. I think he just crashed, bro. <laughs> Absolute money, dude. It's 76 degrees out. We just set up 80 yards from a buck and killed him at 18 yards. Here we are. We're set up on a, this grave that's been absolute fire for the last eight days. We know a shooter went in here to bed this morning. Matt. Get it? That was at eight. That's at eight. Fucked out October 28th. Homies up for the rest of November. But absolutely incredible season. Both kills on hanging hunts, right on the beds. And just making it making it happen. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes with the recap of the Rutcation Podcast series. Um, big shout out to Exodus for putting this on with me. Big shout out to Chad, Jake, and Cameron over there at Exodus for supporting the show for many, many years. Um, I am releasing this on Wednesday, and I will be releasing my weekly scheduled podcast later today at 11 a.m. Central Time. So if you listen to this in the morning... Um, that Black Friday sale that I've been hitting up, you'll be able to get a lot more details in that regular scheduled episode. Um, but getting into the recap here, um, I decided to wait a day or two before I recorded another episode um, just to reflect on what I had going on, get back to the work 
um, answer a bunch of emails and I got back to work, figure things out, try to lay stuff out. And then, uh, when I got back from that day, catch up on my house stuff and then, um, record the podcast for you guys. So here it is. Uh, but getting back to that, the second to last day there, I went up to Garrett's in the morning and, uh, was there. I wanted to tight the muzzleloader in. We shot it out at 200 yards. It was, it was hitting good, real confident in it. Um, I was shooting and he noticed right away that the scope base that's actually mounted on the gun that came stock on the gun, um, it was loosening up when I was shooting. So that was the issue I was having. Um, it was fairly loose. He loctited it for me and that solved the problem. Um, he taught me a lot of stuff about muzzleloaders that I did not know. Um, so really, really appreciated of Garrett let me go up there and giving me the knowledge. Um, and I knew if I went up there, I would learn a bunch of stuff, become a better um, shooter and become a better muzzleloader shooter. Cause that's something that's, I've never done is muzzleloader hunt. So, um, uh, but yeah, I'm shooting 200 yards with it. Gun seasons this weekend, feeling really confident with it. Um, but, uh, I end up going hunting this afternoon in the urban. Um, I end up seeing four does and a small buck work the pinch there. Um, the wind was true. I had the stand hung already. So I slipped in there and hunted that, um, shooter bucks are still showing up in there. Have one show up today in daylight, of course, back to work. Um, uh, that ended that day. Then the next day I woke up an hour and 45 minutes early and went into public to hunt PT um, and went way back in there. Actually finally got a picture of him, and that's what convinced me to go in there. Um, and then uh, hunted in the spot that I knew that he would work through um, from past, you know, from previous history. And uh, hunted there all the way till one thirty. Wind started switching. Um, some does winded me, and I got out of there. But it took me an hour and forty five minutes to get in there, get set up, hang the stand. It's just a really, really hard trek to get in there. Um, and wouldn't you know it, I got a daylight picture of him there at ten o'clock this morning, exactly where I would set up before. Um, so go back to work. He comes through there daylight. That's just part of the game, I guess. But end up hunting in there was was pretty proud of myself for getting in there, picking a stand and and hanging um, in an area that I thought he was going to use. And then the next day, him being there, um, so I was there twenty hours before he was there um, hunting for him. So that was pretty cool. Um, I, I know you didn't seal the deal, but pretty dang close to a legendary deer, and and he was in that area using that area in daylight, just like I thought he would be. Um, he's actually the only deer on that can today and that's how that <clears throat> that's how that deer has always been he's never been with other bucks he's never been with other bucks in the summer he's been a loner deer there's very few deer in that area i end up seeing a basket eight come in that morning and those two does at 130 winded me on that opposite ridge because that's a morning spot only um you have to play the thermals or have a very strong wind um, and it wasn't a strong wind. I played the thermals in the morning and got away with murder back there. But then, you know, when that sun got up, it got warm, got up to 40. Um, I didn't have that thermal rise like, like I should have, and those does winded me. So definitely something to think about when I'm going back to that spot. I will be back in there hunting that deer um, and uh, see if I can seal the deal on him. But uh, he's a he's a traveler, not on that property a lot. So hopefully gun season holds him in there and uh, – and he could survive, and I can get another whack shot at him. But I'm just going over the whole entire rutcation. First off, I just want to say a huge shout-out to all the people that messaged me and said, keep grinding or, um, you know, keep keep trying, keep keep out there sending it. 
Um, I think it was the second or third day I started this, I hit the limb on JoJo, the mid-150s with the drop time. Um, and uh, that kind of set the, the course for the for the series of um, 100, 136 stand hours total in stand in daylight over 17 days. Um, I took one day and did not hunt. That was a 75-degree day when my kids had the the uh, the ear infections. Um, but that was the one day I did not hunt. Every other day I hunted. Um, I did five all-day sits in that time period. And uh, I don't know how many shooter deer I've seen. Um, two, three, four, five, six shooter bucks during that time frame. Um, three that were just needed 10 yards. One I needed three steps, full draw on. Had one come through. 10 minutes before shooting light that was probably in the 60s uh that's big sean big giant 10 with giant brows um like i said i hit the limb on jojo i had the buck on the pheasant ground that was chasing the doe early um in the in the game on that public i uh went to the park pinch and had two shooter bucks the same days um uh, but and then i encountered frank um, passed a really solid eight pointer and then passed a, a smaller eight pointer, um, passed that three-year-old nine, um, multiple times. Um, I was plagued with decent weather at the beginning. Then during the about eight day stretch there, it was very, very hot, but no, hardly any, no deer encounters. But once it got cold, man, I seen so many deer. I seen seven bucks one day, um, multiple does, uh, close encounter after close encounter. Um, and then, like I said, I went in there to hunt PT off a, you know, picture that he showed back up. And then, um, I'm in there a day late and a dollar short. He shows up the next morning right where I was at 15 yards. But, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of the effort that I put in, um, hunting those two weeks. I'm proud of my wife for, you know, taking care of the kids and, getting them to daycare and picking them up from daycare while I was out there hunting. Uh, big shout out to her. Big shout out to my mother-in-law uh, for watching the kids a couple nights so I could go hunt. Um, they understand how much I love this game. Um, but man, it's, it's a tough game we play. I, I've had multiple buddies that have shot bucks and not found them. Um, multiple buddies that have been close to killing deer and not been able to kill. And I've had a lot of buddies that have killed but uh, it's just a. I've had buddies that shot deer, lost it, and then shot it a couple days later. Like it's just a wild game we play, and um, it's it's based on you know minutes of of seeing something in hours and hours and hours of nothing. Um, very very hard to set out there. One thing I will say was. Um, the last four years I've been hunting with homie as a lot of you guys know, homie had been on this podcast with me for four years. Um, and he kind of, I never really talked about it, but he kind of quit, uh, cold Turkey on me, wanted to start dirt bike racing, spending some more time with his family. Didn't want to do the podcast thing anymore. Um, so he decided to, to quit, but he also decided to focus on dirt bike racing way more than, uh, hunting. Um, so I had been out there with him for the last four years and, you know, we do all day sits with another guy. It's tough, but when you're out there all day by yourself for, 
days and days and days. It is extremely hard um, to do. Um, but I had a lot of the listeners messaging me, you know, keep going, keep trying to do everything can change in a minute. And uh, all those messages, they actually did help me um, just grind it out out there. But I will be, you know, straight up honest with you guys and say that the the grind got me this year. Um, I uh, try to take some more days off, you know, evenings or mornings to break it up and uh, just kind of float through the, the madness of 17 days of hunting. Um, I do have um, three boys and a and a four month five month old daughter. My five month old daughter was waking up two or three times a night to eat. Um, I was getting up and uh, feeding her, so there was just you know, low sleep. Uh, I hung my stand set up eighteen times, um, eighteen different spots during those seventeen days. Um, bounced around uh, four different properties. Um, public and or five different properties, public and private, um, urban, uh, just trying to hunt a couple, you know, a couple times here and then give it a break and then go over here and give it a break and go hunt another buck. Um, I had target deer on all of them. More than likely, I should have just hung out at the urban place because that's where I had the most, uh, most action. Um, but you know, you set two or three days in the same spot you're ready for some different scenery and chase a different deer but um that's where i had the the most action my king piece i'd never seen a shooter on it and uh, never had a shooter on cam the whole entire rut that place is chips and dip is not there since october and i haven't had a shooter on that um since and that's normally been very good for me the corn just come out there's probably two or three hundred acres of corn um, and I know that had an effect on me where the deer weren't utilizing the pinch. And then also my neighbors keep killing a ton of does every year. And I just keep losing does and does and does three to four or five a year. And, uh, the population can't keep up. So I'm only holding one or two does on that property. And, uh, I would go out there and wouldn't see a doe, um, even on the food plots, which is just mind blowing to me. But, um, when you kill them off like that, it, it takes a while for him to come back. So hopefully the neighbor doesn't kill as many does this year during shotgun and kind of gives it a break. Um, if not, that place will be tried. I mean, it could be vacant a deer very, very soon. Not much I can do about it. But uh, the urban piece was very good. I tried to contact the neighbor uh, multiple times to access his little piece of property there, and that's where most of these deer were pinching through. Um, and I could just watch them, you know, 150 yards away. Um, and, and try to call them over and uh, that was being that was effective but then they'd come to 50 yards 60 yards and lock up in the brush and not want to close the gap so that buggered me up quite a bit um, I did have one shooter work the pinch perfect behind an oak tree and he did two steps I rattled him in and uh, he worked out to hit a scrape out on this old field edge or it's not even it's old food plot edge um, where they log some trees in there, and then previous uh, owner put a little food plot. It's all grown up in tall grass and briars and stuff now. But uh, he went out there and hit a scra- scrape about 70 yards behind the high stem count cover and then worked over to the edge looking off into this ravine. I think when I was rattling, it was echoing in that ravine, and the bucks were thinking that it was they were down there. Um, but uh, a lot of the deer would come in and try to scent check me, you know, try to win me, they go right to that wind gauge or that wind cone and stand in it. And 
I think I lucked out because my wind was blowing out into the subdivision a lot, and they didn't want to break that gap of the cover to get out there in the open. So, um, but that was that was tough. Nothing on Kings was very surprising to me. Um, three mobiles on it, pulled a couple red cams, hunted it four or five times. Um, never seen a shooter. There's a three-year-old in there. I seen multiple times. There's a big six-pointer in there. I seen a couple times. Um, and a half rack buck. They're all on the cams, and I've seen them all um, past the three-year-old, I think, three times out there. Um, good deer, uh, but just not what I'm looking for. And then um, the new piece, it's all field. I didn't hunt it a lot. Uh, that's where I had the encounter with JoJo early. Um, JoJo was all over the cams. That's why I was in there early, um, and then he kind of faded off. And those deer we didn't have cold weather, so they weren't coming to those fields before dark. And, um, it looks like for me about November 5th to the 6th, all the scrapes shut down. The bucks weren't checking for does. They, they were in a doe bedding area where one was about to pop or they already had a doe, um, in, in my area. So that fifth, sixth, um, it pretty much shut down. Um, before then I had a lot of bucks, you know, at night on scrapes and checking and stuff. And, and moving throughout the property pretty good. But um, here, about the last two days, it, it popped open again pretty good um, where they were really looking for looking for does. So I've probably been through a couple of those, and it's getting harder to find one now. So uh, with this gun season coming up and the temperatures that um, we're going to have here, there's going to be a lot of deer that die this weekend. We've been kind of um, had warmer temperatures during gun season the last – few years um and this year we're going to have extremely cold temperatures um it's going to be eight one morning so be interesting to see um how many deer get killed um one the property that i plan on gun hunting where the wagon blind is it is a shared property um so there will be a lot of there'll be three other guys out there gun hunting um so and we that should be interesting hopefully you know hopefully they have good hunts and, and kill some bucks and um that property is, I put a lot of stake in it this year, and I think I'm going to kind of keep it as just a, a burner property next year and uh, focus on some other urban zone stuff that I got and make a plan there. But uh, like I said, that you know, a couple episodes ago, it feels like, you know, you do these 17 days hunting and you put all this pressure on yourself to kill and you almost get it done. I don't know how many times uh, and you you just plug along every day and you wake up and you'd say, I got to get out there. You know, it could be the day and you get set up and, um, you just go over and over. And then when it's over, you think, well, the season's done. You know, I, I didn't get it done. Been seven years. I've killed a buck. Um, and, uh, I didn't, I'm not going to kill a buck this year, but you know, it's only November 15th here. We still got, um, we're not even halfway through the deer season, uh, yet. So, um, I still have lots of time to kill some bucks and, uh, I just, it just kind of disheartening. You, you, you know, you work all year to, to hunt that time frame, And, uh, I learned a lot this year that I will utilize next year for sure. Um, but, uh, during the rut, man, you, you got to have that past data on property. It's really hard to kill one on property that you've never been on in the rut unless you just get in a pinch point and he, he comes through. But if you're targeting bucks, it's very hard. So 
I did have Jojo daylight in a pinch that I knew he was going to daylight. Um, and I was on a different property daylight at 1218, um, going through this pinch. And I knew that that was a really good spot for him to daylight eventually. But I mean, that's the only time he went through there, um, that I know of. So, I mean, you would have hunted there all year for one opportunity, but that's all you need. So just how many times can you hunt an area and, and not, you know, screw it up. But I got lots of season left. Get through gun season here. Got a muzzleloader tag. Um, probably, I'd love to kill a buck with a gun and uh, just get a buck down, and then pretty much focus on uh, the public land buck late season there and just grind it out on him um, is the plan. But we'll see how gun season goes. Muzzleloader, I'm not giving up for sure. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, but all the way through every episode and like I said the messages you guys support me a, a shitload on this podcast and uh I'm happy with my effort um pretty discouraged that I didn't kill with that much time and uh like I said I learned a lot learned about myself out there you know it's it's tough you gotta I really had to grind down and and put the time in and the sleep deprivation with the the four kids and the packing in so many times and going in on public deep and it was just it was a lot so I didn't have the people to game plan with where I was going like I normally did I I mean I straight up I missed homie out there it was it was brutal um but I talked to a buddy of mine and hunting is supposed to be fun and about six days in I don't remember a day where I was like oh that was fun you know like there wasn't a day where even when I had close calls it was disheartening because you're full draw on something you're like okay here's the moment and it doesn't happen and you've already hit a limb on a buck so you're already discouraged you know and you're just going through the motions at that point and you're out there in a haze and people are saying well why are you sitting all day there's no way you're going to kill one like there's guys messaging that you're you're stupid for sitting all day it's warm never going to kill one and then there's guys that are messaging you and saying no you never know when it's going to happen and then there's guys message you and saying stop being a bitch you get out there and kill something and it's just like dude I, i'm out here like i'm I'm trying i'm putting in just as much work as anybody else but that's one thing about deer hunting is that there's no you could go out and never hunt up never walked on a property and walk up to a stand and sit on the ground and, and kill a giant or you could spend two years grinding on that property and never kill anything there's no fairness to hunting there's no outworking to hunting it's just putting the time in and and waiting for your moment and when that moment comes like I had the moment the first Wednesday of the series you just got to make it happen in that moment and I said that on here you know how many opportunities does a guy have at a shooter buck a season one or two or three maybe if he's lucky more than likely one and uh I had a shitload but just couldn't couldn't get it done I mean I had a ton of shooters that were right there I had the big eight, the grade eight with my boys out um, in the field at at uh, 69 yards broadside and grunted them over and just would not commit, would not commit. So um, decided not to take that shot, alert deer, that's way too far. Um, but I grinded it out, man. I, I did my best, and like I said, season's not over, so I'm going to keep pounding her out. And it felt good to go back to work and uh, get in the groove of that and get caught back up today until I got, uh, you know, the picture of my number one daylight right where I sat the day before. Um, but 
that was kind of the 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 scenario of the the hunt you know i set up on public and then moved you know one ridge over and then i had a shooter go right past the ridge i was just on so it was it was it was fun i said i didn't have any fun out there but it was fun but man it was it was tough too so that's the recap guys appreciate you tuning in all the way to the end always try to do the right thing try to leave a legacy and the rutcation podcast is out